friends. Welcome back to another episode of Be Here for a While. I'm uh, Rachel O'Brien, and I just want to start off by thanking everyone so much for listening and and rating and uh, rating it on iTunes and tweeting to me and sending me emails. I appreciate it so much, and it's so encouraging and just makes me want to keep doing this. And, uh, you know, if you want to send me an email, I will respond, and I love getting them. So uh, send one to info at rachelobriancomedy.com. Um, so I'm flying solo today, but I have so much fun stuff to talk about, like Stasi and I's very fly-by-the-seat-of-our-pants the trip to Charleston to see the Southern Charm crew. Um, what else do I want to talk about? My sock puppet hand update, all the interesting things going on with that. Some pop culture topics, like Will and Grace, spoiler alert. Uh, my opinion on the Lethal Weapon remake, and tons of fun stuff. So... Um, if you don't know, I have a sock puppet hand. It's a, it's a cast because I broke my hand, but it, it literally is in the shape of a sock puppet with a mouth and everything because that's how the doctor wanted to torture me for being an idiot and falling off my bike. And it also uh, changes colors all the time, so it's really, uh, really hard to miss. Um, and I'm just learning like how difficult it is to do things with one hand. I mean, not just learning because it's been on here for a while, but... I sympathize so much with people that have, you know, re- real disabilities. Like it, it, this is definitely going to be a very life-changing experience for me because you never realize like how hard it is for some people. And I'm definitely going to be less of a dick now after this. Not that I ever was. I'm a nice person. I just now I really understand at least uh, on a small level um, because I can't like I start sweating after if I just like get up and I'm holding my hand up because it's so heavy. I'm just like, oh, God, I'm out of shape, which I am. It's not really the sock puppet's fault, you know. It's just because I haven't worked out in a while and I've been eating too much food because I'm traveling. But, listen, even with even without the sock puppet, I would be out of shape, but the sock puppet makes it so much worse. It's, like, ridiculous. Like, trying to hang up my clothes, I have to do everything, everything with my teeth. So I, like, put the shirt on the hanger, and then I have to hold the hanger with my teeth and then put the shirt on. If I don't chip a tooth by the end of this, then, you know, what God is good. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know why I'm making myself laugh so much. I, I, uh, I was eating in a restaurant the other day by myself because I like to do that. I like to just sit by myself and look at my phone and look at photos of myself, whatever. Um, and uh, I'm sitting there and I ordered breakfast because it was breakfast time. And... Uh, they bring out my food, and I had uh, toast with the eggs, and they were not buttered. So I was like, I'm sure I can figure this out. I'm sure I can figure out how to butter a piece of toast with one hand. So I, like, get the little, like, small little packet of butter, which, by the way, those are always too small. Those aren't even a tablespoon. That's what's called a pat of butter, which you are a monster if you think that's enough butter. I need, like, 12 of those, and I do, like, ask the waiter to go back and get me more. I'm like, can I just have, like, um... Like a mixing bowl full of butter, if you could just, you know, fill that for me. So I'm sitting there thinking, well, this whole breakfast is ruined for me if there's no butter. What am I going to do? So I try to open the thing of butter with my teeth, and then I set it down on the table, and then I pick up the knife with one hand, and I'm, like, stabbing at it, trying to get the butter out, and it's moving like it's jello out of, out of the, off the table. And I finally get, like, a really tiny piece off, which, again... Like I said, need a lot of butter. Microscopic piece not happening for me. So I still attempt to like do it to butter the bread. And uh, 
I'm trying to butter it, and then I'm like using my the elbow of my broken hand to like hold down the toast as I spread the butter on it, and I'm like twitching. And then I finally gave up, but I look over at the lady next to me. She was magically delivered a, a nice breakfast with pre-buttered toast. You know what this monster did? She started trying to scrape off the butter because she apparently didn't like it. I literally wanted to like hurl myself in between her and the butter, much like you would do, you know, in a baby in an oncoming truck. <laughs> like it was, it was traumatizing. This is, the, this is the stuff I'm going through right now. It's really not like any real problem, but I like butter enough, so that was important to me. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Um, so I'm, I sympathize. I'm, I'm reading my notes right now. I definitely am like sympathizing with people that have you know disabilities like this. I uh, I like everything that I do for a living. Like I really can't do. Uh, I've been trying to go do stand up, but there's I can't talk about anything but my sock puppet because it's so aggressive and so it's not like I'm like working on new material. So because I just basically like oddly like move it around and like move my hair out of my face with it which just makes people laugh because it looks weird but it's just it's everything's ridiculous I can't go on an audition I'm really I'm not trying to complain because these are really really dumb dumb problems to have but <laughs> I'll get a call and they'll be like is your cast off yet I'm like nope and they're like oh okay cool we'll talk to you later when your cast is off I'm like yeah cool I guess I won't book something awesome for you uh. and then I hang up actually no, they hung up on me first not that I was ever great at auditioning anyways, I, um, especially with commercials. I don't know if I've talked about this before, but one time I got an audition for uh, a Carl's Jr. commercial, and the attire was uh, like a black, like black bottoms, like a skirt. Yeah, black, a black skirt and a white shirt. And I was like, that sounds like a waiter's outfit. Like, am I a waiter in the Carl's Jr.? Because certainly I'm not auditioning for the hot girl role. Like, Whatever. So when I, I go, and I didn't even have, like, a white-collared shirt, so I go and I buy, like, a really conservative-looking one. And I'm, I put on that with a black skirt, and I show up to the audition, and it's a bunch of models in their, like, sexy white shirt and black skirt ensembles. And I was like, oh, damn it, I'm not the waiter. I'm supposed to pretend to be the hawk girl. This is going to be embarrassing. So I unbutton, like, the top button of my, my blouse, like, this will get them. This will really reel them in. And when it's my turn to go into the audition room. I go in and when you audition for a commercial with food, yeah, they make you actually eat the food in the audition because you'll actually have to eat it uh, when you shoot the commercial. So you so fast food, you really have to eat. And they always say on there, like, if you're a vegetarian, like, please don't show up because if you're not going to take a bite of the burger, then, then you're out. Clearly, I'm not a vegetarian. So I was in. So I walk in and, and they have a whole, like, big box full of um, Carl's Jr. I think they were fish sandwiches. I think so. And he was explaining the whole audition process. And I just got really excited to eat fast food because I don't eat it a lot. Uh, I don't know why. I don't like love it, but I like to, I like to eat like a little bit of it because I know it's like, you know, it's just like, it's really good, but you can't eat that much of it. But I just got so excited. I'm like, I'm getting a free sandwich. Like, what's up? And so... The whole like premise of the, these Carl Ju- Carl Jr. commercials is you're supposed to really like sexily eat the sandwich and like be kind of sloppy about it, but really sexy at the same time. So he's like, "All right, so you're gonna sit down, and then on action, I want you to kind of arch your back, and you're gonna you're gonna kind of pose, and you're gonna eat that sandwich." He's like, "He's like, you don't need to edit, eat it delicately, but it needs to be sexy." And I was like, "Dude, I'm on it." 
So he starts rolling the camera. And it was like I blacked out. I got so excited to be eating the sandwich, I couldn't focus. And so I... I started kind of, uh, you know, I was trying to be sexy about it. And then it just sort of got sloppy, but not in a cool way. And I was like, oh, I got to go back to being sexy. And like part of the sandwich fell on the floor. And I went to pick it up and I almost put it back in my mouth. And then I looked at the camera guy horrified, like, holy shit. Needless to say, I didn't book that. Um, and I've never been, uh, never been asked back to audition for a Carl's Jr. commercial. So probably not in the cards for me. Um, so I need to recap our, our hilarious trip to Charleston. So Stassi and I are obsessed with Southern charm. Um, through our friend Annabelle, shout out to Annabelle for this. And my mom actually like introduced us to it. And so we started watching it and became obsessed with it. It's a fantastic show. It's basically like Vanderpump rules, but with rich people. Um, and so we became obsessed with it, and we watched, like, you know, every season of it, uh, kind of, like, binge-watched it. But then we started to, like, we would, like, tweet back and forth with a couple of the characters on the show, um, Naomi and Danny, and, and Craig was on Stassi's podcast. And uh, we've also always wanted to go to Charleston, because Charleston um, apparently was rated the number one city in the world to visit, not just country, the world, which is crazy to me. It's not, like, a cool foreign you know, not like Thailand or, I don't know, Bermuda. I don't know if that's a country. Um, yeah, it's like shocking. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a place in the United States. It was rated the number one place in the world to visit. So that got me even more into it. And we were, we'd been talking about it for kind of a couple months, but sort of like joking around about it because at a certain point too, uh, Danny and Naomi were tweeting to us and we were tweeting back and we were like, you know, forming a friendship that Stassi and I couldn't tell if it was in our heads or if it was like a real thing because we were just like so excited about it. But we were, uh, we were bored one day and we were like, we should just like really go. You know, even if, even if like they're scared of us and they think we're creepy, like we do want to see Charleston and it'll be a good time. And also we really want to see them. Hopefully they don't think we're creepy. And so like three to five days or something before we were going to leave. We booked our flights, which, by the way, are very expensive when it's that much time out. And so to save money, I, I, I chose them because I was being cheap. And so the, the legs of the trip were like, it was like, we fled to, flew to, fly to JFK, and then we had, um, well, we had a shorter layover there, and then we flew from JFK to Charleston. And then on the way back, we flew to Fort Lauderdale, um, which uh, I'm no, uh, no uh, geographer, but I'm pretty sure is out of the way. And then had a really long layover in Fort Lauderdale and then flew to L.A. But I did this to save money behind Stassi's back. I was like, you know what? She's going to want to get the expensive one. She might even want to get first class. I'm just going to tell her this is the only option because I'm cheap. And so we get these tickets. We, uh, we book a hotel room uh, at this, the most beautiful. I, I chose this hotel room based off of the, bath, bath, uh, the photos of the bathroom. Um, it was the most beautiful bathroom I'd ever seen. It was white marble with uh, brass uh, um, hardware everywhere. It was huge. And then there was this, this big tub inside of the shower with glass that looked out to the city. People had to see my body, I'm sure, but it's all right. I can live. And when I was showering, that is. Um, so, so we booked this hotel. It's all very last minute. But we thought we were, we thought, like, we can pull this off. Like, nothing bad's going to happen. We're, you know, 
we use this term live in La Vida Loca because, uh, you know, in the song Live in La Vida Loca, Ricky Martin sings about this girl who's just so crazy and wild and free. And we were like, no one's like that. No one just picks up and does anything. But we're like, we should try to be. We should try to be cool girls. Crazy ones. Spontaneous. You know. So we, we booked this trip knowing that we could seem like complete stalkers. We could have seemed fucking crazy. But we were so excited about it. We were like, you know what? Let's just do it. So... The day we're flying out, Stassi had to film um, uh, her interviews for uh, Vanderpump Rules. And so I met her in Burbank, uh, where she was filming, and uh, we were flying out of the Burbank airport. I'm drinking water. Hold on. And by water, I mean vodka. Um, so flying out of the Burbank airport. So I pick her up, and we head to the airport. Well, me and my friend Lo pick her up, and Lo drops us off. And then we head to the airport. And we had, we had gotten there really early, like, honestly, almost three hours early, two and a half hours. And we go to check in to JetBlue, because we're like, let's just check in early, and then we can just go find a bar and have a glass of wine or seven and some food. And uh, we go up to check in, and uh, Stassi realizes that she does not have her wallet, and we're like, shit, what are we going to do? And at first I was like, we definitely have enough time to like go back to West Hollywood and get it and come back. But that would have been within like a 10-minute window probably. Within traffic, that doesn't sound like, that sounds like enough time. But in L.A., you never know. And so she, uh, she calls Kristen, who we had to like beg her. But Kristen is always very willing because she's a trooper and she's awesome to go stop by her apartment and look for her wallet. Meanwhile, I'm like trying to convince Stassi, like maybe you left it at, you know, maybe you left it at production, like maybe it's there. So Kristen's already on her way to Stassi's apartment to get the wallet. And Stassi finally calls production and a PA goes over there and they find the wallet. At this time, a long time has passed. I mean, we're like really, really cutting it close. And so we were sitting in this restaurant too that was also closing. Like we like begged them when we first got there. They were like, well, we're actually closing in 10 minutes. We're like, we're having a really hard time. Can you please give us some wine and some enchiladas? That's what I ordered. Uh, and so I think they felt bad for us. And so uh, we sat down, we got to eat the food and we're just sitting there like panicking. Like who's going to get there? Like, well, Kristen ended up, we tell, ended up telling her to go back home. I'm like, who's going to get there first? Or are we, we going to get the wallet in time? And the PA literally, she pulls up outside. So we go outside to meet her. We close out of our bill, go outside to meet her. We're standing there with our suitcases. And the, the PA pulls up, hands Stassi the wallet, like baton style in the Olympics. And right at that moment happens, the, the adorably sweet JetBlue staff, which they did not have to do this, came out and they, they, they come to find us. Like usually people just let you miss your flights. Like it doesn't really affect them. They come out to find us and say, you literally have one minute until the, the baggage, uh, baggage, baggage conveyor belt closes. Like, you're not going to be able to bring your bags on the plane, and you have another, like, two minutes before they close the door before you can get on the plane. We were like, what? We thought we had plenty of time. We, I mean, we didn't think we had plenty of time. We thought we at least had, like, 20 minutes before boarding. And so, thank God, they came out to find us. Otherwise, we would not have made it on this flight. And then they're like, you guys really need to hurry. So then we start sprinting through the elevator. And when I say sprinting, it lasted only about 30 seconds because we both started panting. But they're calling our names over the intercom. 
I'm like struggling with my my bag through the security line or my carry-on, and they're they're <laughs> they're hand wanding my hand. They didn't actually like I have metal pins in my hand right now, and I didn't go off, but Stassi's uh, extensions did, <laughs> so they have to pat down Stassi's head. And we get on the the flight at like the last minute, and then we fly into JFK. So we have a very short layover in JFK, but it, again, it was like 50 minutes, and we, had, we did have enough time, per when they said we were supposed to board, to get like uh, some breakfast. So we go get some breakfast, and we go back to um, the check-in counter, because we actually did ask at the check-in counter before we went to eat. We were like, we don't really have assigned seats. Um, you know, we, we paid for the extra legroom seats, but we're not next to each other. Um, we want to... Um, but well, we, they weren't assigned, so they weren't next to each other. I wanted to make sure I moved them. And the lady was really aggressive, like New York style aggressive, and was like, I don't really have time for this shit, pretty much. And we were like, all right, well, f- all right, fuck it. Guess we'll go eat, meanie. And so we go eat our breakfast, and we did it in a really short amount of time. And we go back to the gate, and the lady like, is looking at us like, like I stole her firstborn. She was like, where have you guys been? She was like, we're closing the doors. You barely made this flight. I'm gonna, I can't even believe it. And just screaming at us. We were like, Jesus, what do we do to you? And so, and they weren't. They told us they were boarding at six, I think it was 6.45. And we got um, to the boarding gate at 6.30 and she claimed that the doors were being closed. Clearly she just didn't like us. And so we get onto the jetway and there's like a line backed up. Like it wasn't like it was actually closed and people were about ready to take off. So we get on the plane, and um, she had told me uh, when we checked in, like, you're not allowed to sit in the exit row because of your hand. And I was like, all right, noted. And then I went and sat in an exit row. And so Stassi go, and we sit in the exit row because we had paid for the extra legroom seats. And there were also extra legroom seats that were not in the exit row that she could have moved us to. But she was being so mean, we just sat in it. We were like, well, I guess we'll have it figured out. And this is the lady at the check-in counter. She's not one of our flight attendants. So we're sitting down, you know, Snapchatting about something dumb and enjoying like two minutes of just sitting there. And she comes barreling onto the plane and goes, you broken arm girl, get to get out of the seat. And I was like, God, why can't you say my name, lady? And so I get up. It's so embarrassing, but I, I couldn't stop laughing. I was just getting nervous laughter. And so <laughs> I'm walking to the back of the plane. She put me in the back of the plane. Like I was Rosa Parks and uh, and sat me next to uh, two newlyweds who could not stop canoodling the whole time and they would like ref- they were like refusing to talk to me and so I'm Snapchatting the whole thing of them like holding hands and stuff because the kicker is that my TV was also broken so I don't got my extra leg room I don't have my TV so I'm sitting there just in silence next to newlyweds being like so what are you what are you guys traveling to Charleston for and. The, the wife like t- t- flashed me like a, a mean look and was like, you're not talking to us pretty much. I was like, all right, not happening, okay. But do you mind if I stare at your TV screen even without sound? Because clearly you guys aren't interested in it. I said that with my eyes. But I was just staring at their screen, um, which Seinfeld was on. I don't know if you know, but Seinfeld's not really known for its visual effects. Vex, it's kind of like a, a comedy thing that you got to hear. So I'm just like staring at it and then like looking at them and then just like looking at the the wall and like, oh, what do I do? Whatever, I survived because I'm a, I'm a survivor. And we get off the plane. So we get to Charleston. Everything's awesome. 
place is beautiful. Our hotel is beautiful. And uh, it literally was one of the prettiest hotels. It was like, it, it wasn't like a super old school Charleston one. It looks like they had redone it and it was, it was all modern. Um, but we get up to our room and we just feel like so cool. Like we're like Richie Rich or something, even though we got a discount because we begged for it. And so we're like, all right, what do we do? We clean ourselves up. We're like, okay, let's go walk around. Let's go see the town. Let's go enjoy it. We're walking around aimlessly because um, Naomi and Danny and Craig, they were like doing something important, probably like jobs or something. And I think they were filming. That's what they were doing. (laughs) That's a job. And um, so they couldn't meet up up with us until later. Um, And so we're walking around Charleston. We're like, oh, we don't really know what to do. And we're like, all right, well, is this creepy? Like, we're just like, we're literally just like here in this city. And, and we saw Charleston and it was cool. Like, you know, for a couple hours we walked around and then we were just like, we were like, if they like think we're stalkers, then we're just like stuck here, like not doing anything for the rest of the trip. Fortunately, they did not. And Naomi and Danny and Craig are some of the most lovely people I've ever met. Like, like, have you ever met people that you you just you just know that they're lifelong friends? Like it just seems like you've known each other for forever. It's so natural and easy. There's no like weirdness or or, or scaries or anything. It's like oh yeah, we're we're cool. Let's just hang out for forever. Like it, like I was genuinely sad when we left them. We seriously had the best time ever, ever, ever. Like everything was just so natural. Like the first night we went to dinner and then we went to this club, and the next day. Uh, Danny and her fiance were kind enough to invite us on their boat. And by boat, I mean yacht. And we like spent the whole day like, and Craig and Naomi were there and, uh, and his friend Josh. And, uh, and we just spent the whole day like on the boat, like touring the city, like hearing about all of the history. Like Stasina would have never got to experience that if it wasn't for them. And so, you know, then, I, then we go to dinner and go out and everything. Um, at the dinner... Uh, we, uh, we met, is this the first night or the second night? Now I forget. God, I'm brain dead. The dinner first night or second night? I think maybe not was first night now that I think about it. Um, we go to this place called Hall's Chop House, which is, um, a really good restaurant. And, uh, I really recommend their mashed potatoes. There's a pool of butter in them that you cannot miss. And so, uh, it's us at a big table and, um, Whitney from the show is also hanging around there, but he was sitting at a different table. But he comes over to um, to say hi because he wanted to meet Stassi and, uh, and also to say hi to the people he knows at the table. And so I had gotten up to go to the bathroom. And so I'm, there's like this long bench seat. And I had gotten up to go to the bathroom. And then I think... Um, and Stassi was sitting on the inside and... Uh, um, Danny and her fiance were on the outside. So they move so I get up to go to the bathroom. When I come back, Danny and her fiance are not at the table anymore and Whitney's sitting in my seat. And his, his, uh, his back is turned and he's talking to Stassi. And then at one point Stassi was talking to someone else so he was just like sitting there like, I don't know, maybe talking to Craig or someone across the table. And so I decided to introduce myself and make small talk. He literally doesn't answer me and just turns his back to me like, hmm, I'm done with you now. I was like, you idiot. I was like, how do you know that? Like, I just like, I don't care that he doesn't think I'm cool because I'm, I'm not. But like, you never know, like when you're tre- like, never treat anyone bad because you never know when, uh, if you're going to meet them at the top somewhere 
which is probably what's going to happen. I don't really care. I just thought it was hilarious. And maybe he didn't mean it, but it was pretty obvious because everyone did notice it, actually. So um, Whitney, well, he's fine. I don't know. Maybe it's probably my fault for not being cool. Um, hold on. I know I'm saying hold on like I'm on the phone as I drink when I drink stuff. It's just like a natural thing. I feel like you guys are my friends I'm talking to. Um, anyways, moral of the story, one of the best trips ever. Um, that's the nicest people ever. And now that we have all this pressure because we want them to visit L.A. and we have nothing cool to show them. Like, yes, L.A. is cool, but it's not like all historical and we don't have like a yacht and house to like show them. So they can just come over to me and Stassi's uh, one-bedroom apartments with our wall AC units. <laughs> we'll show them a good time. No, we, I guess we have the vibe. Like, we can take them to, like, cool lounges and, like, I don't know. There's, I guess there's fun stuff here. But it doesn't seem as cool as Charleston. And there definitely is no hotel like the Dewberry here because the Dewberry is the best uh, hotel I've ever stayed in. Um, so things going on in pop culture. Has anyone seen uh, Lethal Weapon yet since it came out? I know you can't answer me, but if you have, good for you because it was, I watched the, the pilot episode. It was probably the best pilot I've ever seen on television. It was amazing. It was so sad and so funny all at the same time. The characters are amazing and it's just really exciting that a remake happened and, um, um, and Damon Wayans has a, has a good, uh, I think it's Damon Wayans, uh, has, a, has a really cool gig again because he deserves it because he's hilarious. I've actually done stand-up with with him and uh yeah i've been getting them confused though because i feel like that one looks like marlon wayne's i have done stand up with damon wayne senior and damon wayne's junior but now i forget i don't know i'm confused but whatever it's a fantastic show and the other male lead in it is incredible and his storyline in it is so sad but he's like such a funny character too it's literally i just recommend everyone go and watch it um it's on fox i think uh, whatever network Empire is on, because I think Empire comes on afterwards. Um, and the best news ever, guys, Will and Grace, I think, is coming back to the air. Deborah Messing posted this very cryptic, but very telling and very cool, like, 30-second clip of, you know, um, Karen uh, Karen's voice in the background with this whole... you got to look it up. Go to Deborah Messing's Twitter page or just, like, Google Will and Grace remake or coming back. I am so excited. I was obsessed with that show when it was out. My friend Matthew and I would, um, when, when we were like lazy or hungover or something, we would, we would lock ourselves into our houses with each other. And, um, and we would like close all the blinds and pretend it was a snow day. Like it was, there was snowing outside and we couldn't possibly go outside. And we would watch hours and hours of Will and Grace. And it's just the best show ever. I'm super excited about it. I'm trying to think of what else I want to talk about. I don't have stand-up dates. To, oh, I do have stand-up dates to share. I was kind of avoiding doing stand-up for the last couple of weeks because of my hand, but I'm, I really miss it and I'm sad about it. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do a show uh, at the Improv on October fourth um, in the Lab at uh, four p.m. And then I have one at the Comedy Store on October nineteenth, which is a Wednesday, I think, at eight or nine p.m. Uh, and then I'm at Second City uh, on October 8th. I know those were kind of out of order. I can't guarantee that it's not going to be awkward with my one hand, but let's hope it's not. I think I'm going to end there. I miss you guys. 
because I haven't heard any tweets really in a week. Um, so if you want to email me, uh, tweet me at or tweet me tweet me at Rachel N O'Brien. That's Rachel O'Brien R A C H A E L N O B R I E N. And my email is info at rachelobriancomedy.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Rachel N. O'Brien. And if you guys like my podcast, I would so appreciate if you went on iTunes and uh, gave it five stars and left a comment. Um, I check it religiously because I, it makes me feel good. So if you want to make me feel good, <laughs> go ahead and do it. All right. Bye-bye.